Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 139. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today, I am in Kentucky, in the flesh, with Charlotte Heiler Easley, who you all remember from last year's Equine Daring Way Retreat and the beautiful interview that we had on Therapy Chat a couple years ago that was like so beloved by so many people. (laughs) How, and you were talking about how you do your equine-assisted work with survivors of trauma. Mm-hmm. So thank you for coming back to Therapy Chat today. Oh, well, thank you for coming to Kentucky. We're <laughs> thrilled to have you here today. Oh, it's been wonderful. We've had a good day, haven't we? Yeah. So Charlotte led me through with Lisa, who is off camera. Shout out to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Lisa Swanson, the amazing <laughs> trainer and equine specialist who was with us at the November retreat and will be with us at our October retreat again here. And she is a true horse whisperer and guru of all, all things equine, equine. <laughs> and um, so Lisa and Charlotte led me through an activity because we wanted to, I wanted, first of all, selfishly, I really just wanted to have some time with the horses and get to feel what it feels like. And I don't get to just do that anytime I want like you, because you are here with them all the time. But, but also so that um, our audience and people who might be thinking about coming to the retreat can hear about what it was like to do that. 
Yeah, and I think it's important for people to know too that we don't want our we don't ever ask our clients to do something that we're not willing to do ourselves. And so part of that experience is really being in the moment and having the the connection, the the feeling of being there, of allowing yourself to be vulnerable in that moment. And and because we ask people to our clients to do it every day in the office and in the arena, but especially with the horses, there's this piece we've got loud boomers going on outside. I don't know if it's subtropical Alberta. Yeah. I was talking about how we um, don't ask clients to go where we haven't been. Right. And I think it's important for us every now and then to get back into that experience and allow our, ourselves to feel what it's like. Because it can get be in, intense and, and, and it produces a lot of growth. Yeah. And so if we as therapists don't know what feelings might be coming up for our clients when they do these practices, then we can't really help them stay safe right. in the work. Right. And we're also, it's not authentic to ask someone to do something yeah. that you're not willing to do yourself. No, it's not. And I think, too, that that's the biggest point, is that we can't take somebody where we haven't been. And that we really... We want to have the experience. I want to continue Feels to grow. Good. And, yeah. yeah. And to be aware of what's going on with me. And not that my experience is going to be the same as anyone else's, but I think there's that vulnerability, which is what we're going to talk about so much at our retreat, which is really the basis of what we want people to be able to reach that point where they feel safe to be vulnerable. And if we've been there, then we can understand how hard it is to get to that place. Yeah, and I think it's a really powerful metaphor and a parallel to we have to allow ourselves to be vulnerable so that our clients can trust us to allow themselves to be vulnerable in the experience. In the same way, when you're doing the work with the horses, if you're not willing to be vulnerable, you can't get the connection with the horse. Right, and I think the glory and the joy of working with the horses is that I can walk into the arena any day of the week and they'll tell me whether I'm being authentic or not, right? (laughs) By their response to me. And I think we saw that a lot today. And we've been laughing and sharing some stories about different things that have happened with the horses over the years. And I think, you know, it's like we were talking, asking you to move the horse you know, that's a big deal. Yeah, because I don't know how to do that. Well, no, I mean, but, but there, you know, you did it. You figured it out, yeah. right? And, and, and I was telling you the story about when I first started this work and standing in the round pen with one of my very favorite guys that I felt, you know, he knew me and I knew him. And I was trying to ask him to move in my very best horse language. But he was having none of it. He, he, you know, we stood there for half an hour, and he never moved and kept looking at me like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because and then I figured out that I wasn't. I was so worried about getting him moved that I had lost connection with him. I had no connection whatsoever. And once I stopped, checked in with myself, realized what was going on with me, that I had an agenda, had nothing to do with him, had everything to do with time, and getting something checked off the list. And then when I decided to come back in and have connection with him, 
piece of cake. So you made a really good point because you said you lost connection with him, but I'm also hearing you say that you weren't really connected with yourself either because you were just focused on getting something done and not being in the the present moment in a relationship. And we think about how often we do relationships that way, right? Okay, so we have to get this done today. I'm not really thinking about what I need from you or you need from me or what's the ask here or what's the connection. I'm just thinking about getting it done. doesn't matter what anybody's going through until you throw a fit or we get in an argument or, you know, we have a disagreement. We have, or you don't do what I ask you to do. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, what's going on? You know, you're not doing what I've asked. Like I, he wasn't moving like yeah. I was asking him to move. And it was about me. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit more about that idea of asking for connection, which I don't know as much about this. This is a concept that comes with the natural lifemanship training, right? Right. In, in, in any kind of relational coursework that you're doing, there's all, in any kind of relationship, really, it's the bigger picture of, you know, when we need to be able to ask some relationships involve me asking something of you and you asking something of me and we both being okay to negotiate what that ask is, right? And so with the horses, I think sometimes it was like he wasn't going to move because my ask was, number one, probably wasn't clear. It wasn't a connected ask. It was more of a, I went straight from a, you know, a, just a let's, let's do this to a, Okay, now move. <laughs> Make him do it. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's no connection. In so he doesn't really it. have agency in that. No, and and he is a intelligent enough horse that he was like, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. So, and I think we do that a lot in relationships too. If I ask you to load the dishwasher, right, and you don't load it, I haven't asked you in connection with you. I've asked it because I need to get the dishes done, right? But if, and and if you don't do it, what do I do? I usually jump from, would you load the dishwasher to coming back in and seeing that it's not loaded? Then I go just straight to, I thought I told you to do the, you know, to load the dishwasher. What's going on? Why haven't you done that? And laying it on you when I really haven't taken the time to make connection to ask you. Is it, do you have time yeah. to do the dishes right now? Right. Or, or would you, you know, can you do them later tonight if you don't have time to do it right now? That's relationship, right? It's not yeah. just going from, can you love the dishwasher to, why didn't you do it? Yeah. So that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I'm hearing you talking about asking for what you need. It's your, we're relating it to getting the horse to move. It's because you want the horse to move for a reason, because you have a need for the horse to move. Maybe they're in your space. What, what was the need that you had today to make the horse move? Well, um, so everything about it is so in my body, and it's harder to verbalize. But I'll tell our, our listeners and our audience the, um, what we were doing. Is that you asked me to think of a goal in relationship or in my personal life or in my work life that I wanted to sort of like portray using some like props you wanted to work on yeah okay 
Yeah, because we did work on it. <laughs> and um, so we were in the arena, and, you know, there's video of this, so there are going to be some clips of this that I'm going to post. Um, not the whole thing, because it was long, and um, some of it was very personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, it was all very personal. But um, some of it I'm willing to share, and some of it I want to keep private. But the, so we were in the arena, and there were the three horses, which was our herd, and... Um, I had all these like hula hoops and those um, pool, what do you call those things? Noodles from the pool and some little rings and little cones and flags and flowers. And I was, what I decided I wanted to do was about relationship to create a boundary Mm -hmm. in relationship. And so, you know, what I wanted, why I needed the horse to move, there were a few moments of that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I made the boundary and I put myself behind the boundary and like how I was reacting to the horses not, some of them were respecting the boundary and some of them weren't. Really, they all kind of respected it. Yeah. But some of them pushed it. Yes. A a couple walked up and actually it was really kind of nice because they did respect that boundary. A couple, one went behind the boundary and stepped in the the back of the boundary, which was more open. Yeah. But one came up and stopped, and the other one came up and stopped, but put his head in. Yeah, so he didn't cross it with his feet, but his head was inside there. So then I was like, ooh, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and even just noticing how that was, I was, like, really, I felt kind of anxious. I wasn't sure. I was very unsure of myself. Right. How to, what do I do? Should I make him move? Should I let, I wanted him to be close. Yeah. But the whole point of the boundary that I was setting was about wanting to be close, but not wanting to get hurt. Right. Making the boundary. Yeah. But still re- maintaining relationship. Right. Right. And being and connection. safe. And being in safe in the connection. Yeah. Right. And so when he put his head over it, start to threaten your safety is yeah. what you said. Right? Yeah. And I mean, it did, it wasn't really unsafe, but it felt that way. And I felt so unsure about what to do. I definitely was not, like, grounded then, right? But but that's that's the power of working with the horses in the moment because we don't know what they're going to do, and they're just going to be themselves. And he was being curious, and for whatever reason, he stopped at the... First he stopped where he was supposed to stop. Yeah, but he except just, for his head. <laughs> except for his head, which came on over, which caused a reaction for you. Yeah. And then you needed to ask him to move. Yeah. And so, yeah, so when I was to ask him to move, I had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so what happened? And then he didn't move, right? No, he didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get him to move, and I did the things that you guys said to do, and... Mm-hmm. He didn't move, and then I really didn't know what to do because you really didn't have a connection with him. Yeah, because you were so you had turned inward. Yeah, like, and we were talking about back of the head scale. You know, you yeah. were like back here. How present I was yeah. was I here in this space? Present, totally see? present, or check just totally, totally checked like, out, not present at and, all, and, and, or and somewhere in between, up in my lower bracket. Yes, and so that was probably like. <laughs> so it and then 
once you moved out from behind the boundary and learned, then you could, Lisa, we talked a little bit about how horses move themselves and how to create connection. And then you, after that, you were moving them all over the arena, right? Yeah, but I don't know how. Yeah, and so we, we actually, what changed for me was that you reminded me to breathe, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah, we, I connected with him by getting close to him and feeling his breath and breathing with him. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. Yeah. Being able to lean on him. Like yeah. To yeah. Lean in. And do what we call a horse hug, which is just, you know, really and, and feeling that closeness and that physical connection with him. And what did he do? Fell asleep. Yeah, he <laughs> dropped his head, but he was still moving. He moved into you. Yeah, I was noticing how as I, I laid my head on him and I had... I think my arm was around here and the other arm was like this. And he he was, I could feel when he leaned towards me. When, when he, he did this. Yeah. And I could feel when he was coming closer to me and when he was also pulling away. And then, that, you know, what was happening for me when you think about connection was like, oh, he doesn't want to be close to me. And then, oh, he's like, he's too close. He might fall on me or something and I might get hurt. So it's like, this whole process so, that was happening. So the part of the relationship that was missing for you was the trust. Yeah. And then what happened? Do you remember how we talked? We we talked about trust because, well, let's, being authentic, right? And, yeah. And so really showing up without the masks and without any barriers is really hard to do. But it was especially appeal. because you can't quite tell whether you're doing it or not, when it's with an animal that doesn't talk to you, so you don't get the same, like, verbal feedback, no. and you don't get as much visual feedback because they can only see out of the side of their head. So, like, you're not looking at their eyes like we do. But what are, you, what are you getting from them? The thing that we get from them is subtle body language. Yes, subtle. It's coming through it's, physically. It's like their body is communicating with your body. And so when we're in human relationships, that's happening all the time too. Yeah. We're just not paying attention to it, right? And so when we start, we are, watching, but we don't have awareness of it. Well, because usually we're yeah. in our predator behavior focused so intently on the thing that we're doing or who we're talking to, we're not watching all right. the body. And so it's a different perspective of learning to be totally aware of what's going on everywhere, not just with what we're saying and thinking. It's a body, body-brain connection that has to happen. And the horses do that. That's how they communicate is with their whole bodies they, because they can't do this, right? Right. And this. Therapist. We've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly, 
My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. So it's, it's interesting. Trust comes in a different way. And when they are so big and they're so, they have such a presence, which we practiced a little bit too, by having them run in the arena. Yeah, so that's what, when I was like leaning on him and you were talking about, can I trust him? And all the things that were going through my mind about, I want to trust him, but how do I know if I can trust him? And I mean, even as I talk about that, I feel a little bit like emotion coming up. But it was like, he, the thoughts that were going through my mind were either like, he could hurt me, he doesn't like me or he isn't he can't do anything at all like he has he's not in any way so like he's completely safe which isn't true because you yeah. know yeah. he's a what what 1200 pound and is animal. anybody ever right. completely safe right. any relationship i mean anyone I mean, can hurt you or do something that you don't like but what did we challenge you? Because we have to do this with ourselves all the time. So I'm not getting in your stuff. Yeah. But, but what did we challenge you to come? All of the thoughts that you had were not in the present moment. Right. They were all thoughts of either what ifs or projection. Projection. And if I was in my thoughts was when he wouldn't be connected. as connected with yeah. me. So I would be thinking this and it was almost like, a self-fulfilling prophecy because I'm going, oh, he doesn't like me. And then he starts to pull away because I'm in those thoughts instead of being in just feeling the connection. And what he wasn't doing actually was not pulling away. He was just shifting his feet because you were in such close proximity. Yeah. You know, it was an, it was an intimate encounter and a connection, but he was just moving his feet kind of, you know, with you leaning in on him, he yeah. was moving around just a little bit and actually leaned in to you after you started breathing and yeah. sort of turned his head into you. Yeah, every time I noticed that I really wasn't breathing deeply and tried to either match his breathing or just breathe more slowly, he would give a, the most subtle cue of more. It was like a little bit of exhale. A little move. And yeah, softening. Like a little softening soft. into, yeah, the connection. Yeah. yeah. And it was then, it was this whole, you know, like when we talk about Brene Brown's work, the foreboding joy, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to be over in a minute, you know, and like, or this feels so nice. It's almost too much. Like, yeah. it feels scary somehow. Mm-hmm. And that's. You know, all this is like just really good information because these are the things that we're reacting to in our interactions with other beings all the time. With our lives. And we don't have awareness. 
And so that's I think part so that's beautiful. that's why this retreat I think is so it's been so profound for us and for the people that have been that came in November is that it is brings about such awareness of all those things about what is joy and what am I how do I how am I avoiding it? Yeah. What, why yeah. am I scared of it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what how how hard is it for me to be present without the mask? And we had a great story today about when we went out to be with the broodmares and they all had their fly masks on, and which is like looking through a window screen and uh, keeps the flies out of their eyes. It's really a self-care thing that we do for them. But, um, you know, and you said it's hard to not be able to see their eyes. And then we had a great discussion about what it's like when, when we have our masks on and people aren't able to see our eyes mm-hmm. and how that prevents connection and, and really ha- hinders relationships. Yeah, and when you are the human in the pen with the horse and you can't see their eyes, it's you have to rely even more on what their body's doing. And then it's like, you know, a little bit of like hypervigilance about how do I know for sure where they are going if they're going to bolt, you know, if they're going to suddenly buck, I mean, they didn't do any of these things, but, you know, just, it's like awareness of how the eye contact and being able to see the eyes just gives you more of a sense of Mm -hmm. knowing where they're coming from, you know? But how can we, and, and so how important it is for us to be aware of what mask we're wearing and when we have a mask. Or if we're and trying, how people to, can't connect with us when right, we wear them. Right, and and also how we want connection with somebody who wears a mask. How frustrating it is for us to really have deep and true connection with them. Right, and if we open up, like you were saying when you were talking about it, if we open up, but they have a mask on, we don't feel like we can know them. Right. It's like they won't let us know them. Right, we can know about them, but we can't really know them. Well, yeah, and in in the masks that we as humans wear, do we even know about them? I mean, we know what they want to present, what they want us to see. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you can see around it a little bit, but, you know, it's not the true depth of the person, the who they really are is the part. It's like, well, won't you show me that? You know, because then it doesn't feel like they trust you, so you can't trust them. Right. As well. Yeah. And so I think it, it. there's so many metaphors that are out here that are just waiting to be explored. And and I think, too, the piece about going back to the piece about trust with Axel, who is the yeah. horse that you were working with, is that there is um, there was a time when we said, you know, come into the moment and then really think about can you trust him? Because the other horses were sort of, they had been at the other end of the ring. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, as you all were having this connection time, whether you were really feeling it or not, it was happening. Yeah. They came close to be part of it because they felt they felt the the, the more I relaxed, yes. the more they wanted to be close. But then that brought up another thing about am I safe because I can't see them. And then if there was the question about, well, can you trust Axel to keep you safe? Yeah. And and that was hard, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Well, and you know, I mean, I don't know if it's just me because I don't know it's not horses as no. well. Like where the, you know, someone like you and Lisa who really know horse behavior, like you kind of know what they're saying, but no. our participants in, in November, many of them had really not spent much, spent much time around horses. And so, and it's all new behavior. It's hard for us because we also know that horses, what horses are capable of doing and it's not predictable, right? right? Because they have, they're going to play, they're going to move, they're going to do what they need to do, and we're not always aware of that. But there is the piece that I could have trusted Axel to move if somebody came in the space. And what happened when somebody did come in the yeah. space? He did. He moved and moved you. Yeah. Moved to move the other horse. Was yeah. that what happened? Mm-hmm. That, that he, I mean, yeah. I'm very gentle. He didn't do anything in any way to me that made me feel no, unsafe. He, he, he moved away made from a, you. He made a, yeah, yeah, like a protection yeah. for me. And so that's what, I mean, I think it's another, like, metaphor in this is, like, how hard it is to not be able to control what's happening and not to know, wanting to know what's going to happen, you know, and how do I do this? Like all of that makes it so much more vulnerable. But it feels good. Yeah, it it yeah. feels so good when you have that experience and you realize that, yes, I've been in the moment for 15 minutes, you know, yeah. which is a long time for humans because typically we're not aware yeah. in the moment. That I was much. like, okay, this feels really nice. All right, well. <laughs> it's like, wait, why don't you just stay with it? Well, because it's hard to maintain. Yeah. We're not used to it. Yeah. But once we do it, then we have that felt sense of it. And, and that's what carries that's it. That's what's happening. Yeah. That carries me. over. And you just want more and more. Well, then you start carrying that over to your human relationships. Right. And then you learn how to, that's where, that's where you and I are working with people and ourselves about how do we ask for closeness from our relationships. How do we ask for authenticity from people that we're in relationship? And how do we give it back? And how do we make ourselves vulnerable? Yeah. So there's two things I want to touch on. Okay. One is something you brought up before um, about how after we did the connection thing, we we got the horses to move and they were running and <laughs> I don't know what do you call it when Axel would kick up his back legs, kick up what his is, back legs. We, well, <laughs> we usually call it something when we're on camera, but we it, it's just bucking. And yeah. playing and kicking and just but he was also it's a like release. discharging energy. It's, yes, it's a release for them. But he was also like showing his power, you know. Where he's in that playing. moment he's playing. Yeah. But I mean, to me, yeah. like when I was yeah. looking at him and like, if I think he's safe, I have to believe he has no power. And then yes, but that was a, a pretty, reminder. Yes, 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 he does. Look at him; like he's yeah. very powerful, and. It doesn't have to be that I have all the power or no. he has all the power. You no. know, it's it's that when we <laughs> okay, everyone, I have control issues. <laughs> all right, Let's get that on the open. And we're all already. shocked. <laughs> <laughs> we love it, but we we all do, right? We all, all humans, do right. because we are so fearful right. of things, and we want to know that something's predictable. But that's what. The joy and the strength of working with the horses is that they can run 30 miles an hour. 
they can buck and kick and, and cause really, you know, if they they wanted to. They yeah. could push us over or run over us or whatever. But they're not gonna they're not gonna do right. that when we're in connection with them. Right. In relationship. And even when they were running and bucking and everything else, they never were aggressive towards us or anything like that. They were aware of us and respectful of still the boundary. Well, we were making an ask of them, too. We, yeah. were, we were asking them to release. We were asking them to play. We were asking them to run and enjoy being together in the herd. And But we had already made ourselves part of the herd, so they were aware of where we were. They weren't totally herded up themselves. Right. Yeah. We were, it was a group experience. It was fun. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. They're kind of cute. Oh, they're very cute. Oh, my gosh. They're so cute. But then the other thing I wanted to ask you about is something about your experience. Going back to um, this blog post you wrote about your experience when you did natural life friendship training yeah. recently. Because yeah. um, you're so experienced as with PATH and EGALA, you know, and trauma focused equine <laughs> EMDR or something like that. I mean, you like are very experienced and then you did this uh -huh. and I was so struck by in that post, which we'll link to, how you um, you talked about how you do relationships mm -hmm. and that asking for connection. Mm -hmm. And you gave an example. Do you remember this story that you told? I'm not sure. <laughs> you gave an example of how, I mean, it's like what you were saying about um, when you were in the pen and you wanted to move the horse. Right. And and, 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 well, and I think, too, one of the things that, um, and these, these were horses that I'd never worked with before, so I didn't know them. So that was a layer of vulnerability for me. And because... Um, we I typically never leave the grounds with, <laughs> without, you know, it's we're working with this certain group of horses that I know so well. But um, we were asked to ask for connection, and then we were asked to disconnect, you know, to ask for them to disconnect from us. And then we were asked to have them connect with us again and remain connected, but not being in direct connection with us. And I've got the language all wrong on that. But so basically, it's like attachment stuff, right? If you and I are connected and we're securely connected, we don't have to be together to be yeah. connected, right? So it was basically, um, I had asked him to connect. And then I sort of, you know, moved back of the head scale to back here. And he disconnected, and I was like, oh, wait, what happened here? Because I wasn't maintaining the connection. And so I had to go back in and ask for connection. He reconnected. We were fine. Then when I asked him to disconnect, he was like, okay. And, <laughs> okay, 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 all right, okay, okay. Weird, and, but yeah, all right. And, yeah. And so, well, and I think they were pretty much used to it. They, they work with natural lifemanship at this place. It's at Shannon Knapp's um, place. And she does a lot of this work with them. And he, um, he was, but my body language was so confusing because I was unsure and that I was asking the right way or that. 
And to ask someone to disconnect is uncomfortable, right? Mm. I've got connection. So I'm asking you to move away now. Which is like setting a boundary. Right, right. Well, it, it was a little bit more than that. It was more because I can, I can set a boundary. <laughs> this was hard to do because I was asking him to disconnect and maintain his connection with me. Mm. And... Um, and I couldn't quite get that balance, and it was uneasy. It was a dance that we had to learn, and it took several starts and fits before we finally got it. But when we got it, then it was okay, right? It was it was asking him, or he could be out here. Are we still connected? And we could look, and he, you know, we could come back in together. It was okay, but it, cool. yeah, and it really is that sense that. Of, um, you know, we don't have to be right together, and still but it doesn't have to be like it was with me and Axel to be connected. You don't have to be that. Well, let me give you. A, but let me tell you what else happened with you and Axel, <clears throat> though, too, because at one point you were, you know, he was out here doing his run, and he came in to check on things. And who did he come to? Me. Yeah. So he, I didn't think he was, he really was still too. he was still connected even though you were disconnected. Yeah. So there's attachment there. Yeah. It seems like how is he just so able to do that? Well, because <laughs> you were vulnerable enough, and he was vulnerable enough to have risk connection that was safe, and you spend time with them. You established yourself as a safe connection for him. And he knew it. And he came back to that at the end of his playing time. Came right to. Well, one of the things you said about that experience that you just described for yourself when you were at the training was that you said that the horse was probably thinking, is this how you do relationships? Yeah. <laughs> And you were like, this is, is something to think about. Yeah. And I mean, that just like, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Because like. Because every now and then he would just look at me like, what? Do you even know what you're trying to do here? And I was like, oh, no, I don't. But let's work on it again. You know. I'm trying. Well, and I did ask for help. And, you know, and I had a Gabby who was one of the instructors. I said, you know, what? help me here. What am I doing? She goes, look at your body language. And we talked about it, made a few course corrections. And it was like, bingo. Okay, now I've got it. Because my body language was not making the connection that he needed to make. Because he's all about body language. He's not about my head thoughts, right? right. And I was up in my head. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's such a... We do that too as humans, even though we're not consciously aware when we see somebody who is smiling while they say something angry or sad we know there's like a, a cognitive dissonance there you know we may not necessarily register it yeah. or call it speak it out loud but it makes it does it, it makes us things up, yeah, and it interferes with being able to make a true connection. Our trust that yeah. someone is a safe person or someone had, is as interested in what you have to say as you are in what they have to say. It was a great, it was a great day. We 
we had all three of us had a really great day. Yeah, I'm going to be sharing a lot about it. You're going to be seeing it on all my social media throughout the summer. Um, little pieces here and there of different parts of what we did today. And we'll be talking about it more, too. Yeah. But thank you for explaining because, you know, even when I try to talk about these experiences, it's so hard to put it into words oh. and to just, like, explain it in a way that people can understand. Yeah, and it's, and and it, that, that it's a lot more than just coming and petting a horse or right. grooming a horse. Right. That there's a real, a real life lesson that comes. That it's like an understanding of yourself that develops. Yeah, and it doesn't stop. You know, it's not like something we just process right now and then we're done. Right. It's like something that keeps coming up and coming up and coming up, even when you leave the barn, because it horses, they have that presence. They have that big a sense. There's, yeah. a, and it touches that felt sense in us that's, that's around the edges that doesn't have words and causes those emotional reactions that we're really like, oh, wow. I know. I mean, I'll tell, to be honest, when you said what we were going to do for the task, and I was like, I'm not saying I thought it was a dumb exercise or something, but I as... Many, wait, wait, I have to ask Lisa, how many times do we say, go do this, and people look at us like we are absolutely crazy, and then within 15 minutes, they're going, oh my gosh. I'm sitting here crying, I'm like, well, how did I get from... Picking out this hula hoop to like crying about this flower. Like, what? Well, and, and Lisa, Lisa and I have done groups before where the people come out and they'll go, I don't know what I'm going to learn from a horse, but I'm here. And then they're the ones that are like at the end just going, okay, you know, I don't want to leave. Yeah. I don't want to leave. Yeah. I want to be here all the time. And that's why we're offering the retreat this time. Yeah. And that's why we offered it before is because... For people who are working in therapy and they want to have something open up just a little differently yeah, um, and have that experience of the felt sense, for people who really have a hard time getting their mind and body connected, this helps. Mm-hmm. And it's all about relationship with yourself, authenticity, vulnerability, you know, self-compassion. And it's a little bit of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's and very I think fun. so. I think that sometimes people are afraid that they're going to get ripped open like a book, no. and so that's not the goal either. The goal is for you to move at the pace you need to move at, without us interfering with that process and letting it be your process. And there's a lot of laughter, a lot of awe, a lot of that sense of expansion of self and gratitude. I think. I mean, I have to say the thing that people said at the last retreat was two things. One person said, "I've never, I haven't felt this much joy in like yeah. twenty years," yeah. and another person said, "I never would have believed that a group of strangers could feel so connected in just a couple hours of spending time together." Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what this experience is for. Yeah, it is. So Charlotte, thank you for <laughs> again. <laughs> Being a part of Therapy Chat for letting me come here and have that experience today so we could talk about it and share it. Oh, I'm thrilled to do it. And I'm just tickled that you're here in Kentucky with us and looking forward to October. Yeah, me too. All right, until next time, thanks for listening to Therapy Chat.
Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.